Hi, everyone. Welcome to visitors. We have any visitors this morning we want to welcome you as well? We, we didn't do that, so I'll, I'll do that. Let's welcome our visitors. Anyone watching online, we welcome you as well. If you're here with us this morning, you can grab a coffee afterwards. We'd love to um, bless you with that. And also, just want to, I know someone's watching online this morning who's having a birthday, Ashley Rose. So we're just going to celebrate you today, Ashley, on your birthday. She'll be here this morning, but she's, she's, she's home not feeling all that great. And that's not really, really nice place to be when, you're, when it's your birthday. So um, happy birthday, Ashley. And we just release healing over you and over your body in Jesus' name. Just thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you that there's no distance in the spirit, Father God. So we just release healing over your body. Thank you, Father, for your goodness being displayed in her life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And have a great day. Bless the Lord. You having a good time? Who's going back to work? Who hasn't? (laughs) You people. It's almost like you need a holiday after having a holiday. When it comes to Christmas and New Year's, anyone else feel that way? Sometimes, that's how I feel sometimes. Um, bless the Lord. just want to um, share a word with you this morning, and, and uh, I really like this subject. I like lots of subjects, but this one I like in really in particularly because I believe that um, the, the area that I want to address this morning um, is, is is an area of our life that that and I, I don't like speaking about him too much and definitely not going to speak about him too much this morning but we're going to I want to focus in on on something that the devil does that I believe is is probably his greatest weapon against us um, and that's around the subject of of worry it's around the subject of uh, you know, of, of anxiety, of, 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 you know, heaviness, of burden. Um, and the, a reason that I really want to share around this subject this morning is because I believe that it is, is one of the, the, the greatest robbers of our joy that, that there is. You know, and we've been speaking and mum's been sharing about joy and we've been diving into that, like the, the wells of joy that have been given to us, you know, and, and we know that, that, that joy, that, 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 is on the inside of us, you know, and, and it's so powerful and it's so effective and it does so much in our lives that the enemy really wants to hit it and really wants to grab it. And he does that with burdens. He does that with, with worry. He does that with uncertainty. You know, he does that with a whole bunch of things. But I really, I just want to focus on that this morning. And, the, you know, and, and Jesus has given us tools to use to be able to combat that. Amen. And who knows that we, we're victorious. You know, so the stuff I'm going to share with you this morning, I know you know, all right, you've already got it. It's just about operating in it. It's just about releasing it. It's about activating it in our lives so that, that it has the effect that it's meant to have. Amen? And so that we can live in the fullness of, of, of life that Jesus has given us, that he died for and, and paid a price for. Amen? So we're going to look at a few scriptures this morning. Are you with me? So we're going to go to uh, Psalms 55 to start with. Again, these are, you know, I reckon that most of you probably have all these um, scriptures highlighted in your Bibles already because they're, they're wonderful scriptures, amazing scriptures to meditate on. 
So it's Psalm 5, verse 22, but let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your presence here. Holy Spirit, Lord, I just pray that, that each person here this morning receives this word into their hearts, Father God, where it will be effective. And so, Father, again, we, we just pray against any distractions this morning, any, any thoughts that, that drift us away from what you want us to pay attention to this morning. And, Father, again, I just pray that this word hits where it needs to hit, changes what it needs to change, Father God, and it does what it's meant to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So Psalm 55:22 says this, Give your burdens to the Lord. I'm going to say, give your burdens to the Lord. And he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. So give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and to fall. Has anyone ever been in a time, and, and some of you might be, might be feeling this right now, where you're in a time where there's a bit of like, you know, a bit of chaos, a bit of, um, you know, uncertainty around some things in your life? Anyone? Anyone, anyone ever experienced, you know, I remember a time years and years ago where we had a whole bunch of stuff come up all at one time, you know, like there was... Car regos, services, the dishwasher broke down, the hot water system fell apart. Like all this stuff all happened all in one time. You know, has anyone ever been in a time like that before in their life? You might be in one of those right now. All right. Hopefully you had a hot shower this morning before you came. But many of us and, and most of us would have experienced a time in our lives where uncertainty is there. It's like we, we it's, it's, and, and it's like our security is taken away. Like we feel, we don't feel safe, you know, like, okay, what am I going to do? Anyone ever been in those times? You know? And usually what happens when, you're in, when, you, when you fall into those times in your life where you experience that kind of thing is the, the, the very first thing that happens is worry, worry attaches itself to that. Okay? We get worried. Okay? Amen? We get worried. We think, what am I going to do? Amen. So has anyone ever been in that, those circumstances before? You know, we've experienced those kinds of things. You know, you might be, might be around finances, it might be around needing a job, it might be around, you know, your health, it might be around, um, you know, your relationships, you know, your family, you know. We all, there's all these different areas where we, we can experience this, this uncertainty this, this, and, and worry attaches itself to it. Amen. It's important for us to address this. It's important for us to, to identify this because worry does some pretty crazy things. You know, even now we're in, you know, the world would say we're in a, a worrying time, you know. The world's going crazy, you know, the chaos in the world, the cost of living and not being able to pay mortgages and all this kind of stuff. So the world wants us to worry. Amen. They want us to worry so we get dependent on them and the world and not on our God. Amen. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Give all your worries. Someone say all your worries. This is significant. It really is. It's, it's significant. The words of the Bible are significant. We've got to I, you know, I like to take, pay attention to the really small ones. Sometimes the ones that we, we overlook. 
You know, give all. All's there for a purpose. Give all your worries. Give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because he cares about you. Isn't that good? He cares about you. So he cares about the smallest thing. You might think that, oh, you know what, and sometimes we go into this place where we, we you know, oh, you know, what I'm experiencing really isn't that bad compared to what, you know, my neighbor's experience. You know, we, we go into those sort of mindsets, you know, like, you know, it really doesn't matter. No, he cares about you. And he says, give all your cares and worries to him. All. Someone say all. So, so why is this important? Why, why is it important to identify that those small things? It's because worry attaches to it. Worry attaches to it. You know, and worry, worry like I said before, is, you know, it's, it, it robs us of our happiness and steals our joy. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs 12, 25. It says, anxiety in the heart, sorry, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Isn't that heavy? Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. You know, what else does worry do? Worry actually separates us from Jesus because what we do is we begin to think about the circumstance and we begin to, and and what happens is the more we worry, the less we rely on Jesus. The more we worry, the less we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Who is, who is the, the, the solver of every problem that we could ever have. So the, the, the enemy, like I said, I believe it's, it's, the, it's, it's the weapon, it's, it's the, 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 the vice that he uses the most because he wants our eyes off Jesus. He doesn't want us relying on him. Amen? Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if he can get us afraid, if he can get us worried and get our eyes off Jesus, then a separation can occur. He's always there, but sometimes we find it hard to find him in that space because we're worried. Amen? And worry, what else it does is it keeps us from letting go. It keeps us from letting go and trusting the Holy Spirit in those times, in those circumstances. Amen? So let's have a look at Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to camp in this scripture a little bit this morning. And this will help you. I know this is going to help you. Philippians 4 verse 6. Um, we're going to read verse 6 probably through to verse 8, but we'll stop halfway through. And it says this, be anxious for nothing. So don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing, but in, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This sounds good. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll read the whole lot. It's the first right through to verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. All right. Here's the thing. If we don't do verse 6, 
Verse 7 never happens. Have a look at verse 6. If we don't do verse 6, verse 7 never happens. Verse 7 is where we're meant to be. Verse 7 is the promise. Amen? If we don't do verse 6, what is verse 6? If, 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 if but be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So if you don't do that, we can't expect verse 7 to happen. Okay? You getting it? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So that's what we're going for, the peace of God, the rest of God. But we've got to do verse 6 first. Amen? So most of us get the prayer bit, okay? If you're a believer, you know, most of us understand, you know, the, the prayer. We, we get the prayer bit. But the supplication part, okay? Supplication. Someone say supplication. It's a big word. And sometimes what we do when we're reading Scripture, we skip past big words because like, oh, I just don't understand it. It's good to understand them. Look them up if you don't understand it. Look it up. Check it out. What does this word mean? Okay, so I, I understand the prayer bit. You know, like, okay, yeah, we, we pray. We've got, we got to worry. We've got anxiety. We've got something going on. We've got uncertainty. You know, so, yeah, we, we've got life happening. You know, we get it. We pray. So, you know, you know I, I, help me with this, Jesus. You know, like we, we pray, right? But this supplication part, because it's a big word, we quite often skip past it. But we can't skip past it. We have to understand what it is. It's the part that we struggle with. The supplication part is actually then becomes this thing that we, we struggle with, right? And you, know what, you want to know what supplication means? You probably all know because you're all very smart. And you've all read the scripture before and you've all looked it up, right? No? The word supplication means this. It means to take a burden and hand it off. That's, that's the bit we struggle with. Mainly because, look, I know we're all, you know, we're all amazing scriptures and we, and, we, and we do the word. We're doers of the word. Amen? And I know that if, if we knew what that word meant, we would do it, right? But you know what? It is actually something that we can struggle with. That taking that burden and handing it off. It means to hand it off to someone else, right? But, and, and the reason that it's difficult is because in our nature, you know, we have a tendency, like human nature, to be in control of things. Amen? Right? And in our nature... We have this tendency to, to share burdens with God, but not hand them over. All right? We have a tendency to, to share them with Him rather than just hand them off completely. Okay? Are you with me? So we're like, okay, God, you, you hold this side, this side of the weight that I'm carrying, and I'll hold the other. That's sharing. Are you understanding this? We're like, okay, you, you hold this part, but I'll, 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 I'll grab this part and we'll, we'll carry this thing together. Okay? So we have this tendency because of this thing called wanting to be in control 
We share rather than hand off. Amen. Are you with me? All right. But what, what Paul is saying is, is, isn't that at all. Okay. He's saying something completely. He's saying, you know what? No, 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 no. That burden that you got, that burden that you're carrying, give it to him. Hand it off. Give it to him. Don't carry it anymore. Don't share it. Give it to him. Someone say, give it to him. And he's saying that because he's the only one that can take care of that. So I says, give all your cares, all your worries, all your concerns to him. Give them all to him because he cares for you. Amen. Don't hold on to the other side. We've got to let go of the other side. Amen. Come on. Trust him. This is living by faith. You know, we were singing songs this morning. You know, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Live by faith. Give it to him. Let's have a look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. You all know this one well as well. Come to me. Someone say, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Isn't this beautiful? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, so when we, when we go to Jesus with something, with, with, a, with a worry, with a concern, with a burden, and we, and we give our burden to him, when we hand it off, an exchange takes place. Okay? An exchange t- takes place. It says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me if you're heavy. Come to me if, you, if you're burdened or, 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 you know, bogged down by something. And I will give you something in exchange. When you hand that burden to me, an exchange takes place. What, what do we receive? Rest. What do we receive? Peace. Okay? This is scripture. This is what it says. Amen? You know that peace that passes all understanding? Okay? Now, so supplication means give the burden to God, and in that moment an exchange takes place. So remember I said, without verse 6 happening first, we'll never experience verse 7. Okay? So what happens in verse 7? The peace of God. It becomes a reality. It becomes real. You know, that, that peace enters, that surpasses all understanding. Amen? And so how does, you know, how does this peace go beyond our understanding? This is, this, is, this is amazing. Okay? It's because of this. It's because it comes from the Prince of Peace. Isn't that cool? That's why we don't understand it. That's why it surpasses all understanding is because it comes from the Prince of Peace. Now, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? That's how we don't understand this peace. It's like all of a sudden this peace, an exchange takes place. Who wants that kind of exchange? You know? And the other reason that... um, you know, it, 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 
it's a peace that we don't understand. It's a peace that's beyond our understanding. Is again, it's because it goes against everything our human response to that circumstance wants to wants to show. Okay, and that's that whole idea of control. Amen. Because we like to be in control. It's it's difficult for us to 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 give things entirely away. That's what we get to this point in our in our you know in our in our minds where we're like, you know, if if I give up control of something, you know, how's it gonna work out? You know, if I give up entirely like if I give up control of this entirely, you know, what's gonna happen? You know, it, it goes against our, our, our thinking, our human nature, all right? This idea of being in control, okay? So, but what happens is when we give God that burden, you know, our minds will have issues with it. That's a better way of, of, of explaining that. Our, our mind has issues with it. You know, we have trouble understanding how that's going to get sorted out. Are you with me? I'm not in control anymore. You know? But when we do it, we experience this peace that's odd, but it makes sense because we've literally and completely given that burden away. We're not carrying it anymore. Who wants to be in that place? Peace comes. Amen? And I guess the simplest example I can give you of, of what this means is when you look at kids, when you look at children. You know, they're very good at giving their burdens to their parents. It's true. They understand this principle. They're very good at giving their burdens to their, their kids. I know I've used these examples heaps. You know, like my kids will, you know, particularly when they're littler, you know, they break a toy, they'll ask me to fix it. They, you know, no, 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 no problem. Dad'll fix this. Like, do you understand? I remember this one time where I think I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tim. It was probably Timmy because that's where most of the fresh experiences come as a parent. The firstborn, you all know that. Yeah, he he just obliterated this toy. It was completely broken. Just come up to Dad. Dad, fix this. I'm like. I'm looking at this thing going, no, it's not a chance that's going to happen. This is beyond repair. I say, mate, I don't think I can fix it. And, he, and then he looked at me square in the eyes and said, Dad, you fix this. <laughs> you know, like, are you getting this? But kids get this. They understand this principle. They don't mind relinquishing control to someone who's going to be able to sort out the mess for them. Amen? Come on. You all right? Let's keep going. So that's what supplication is, okay? It's giving that burden completely away, literally handing off your burden to someone else, all right? And then what happens is that you enter into this realm of peace that you just don't understand, okay? That's an awesome place to live because that's rest, amen? So Philippians 4.8, so we, we, we went through um, 6 and 7, so at verse 8, of Philippians 4 says, Finally, brethren, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, 
whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you have your Bible, put an underline on you usually like like true, noble, like all those things, but highlight every whatever. Again, remember I said before, like the whole look at the words in the Bible. There's six whatevers. Six whatevers. Okay? So Paul said this. He said, This is what you need to do now. So once you've prayed, once you've handed off the burden, okay, that peace comes. Okay, here's what you've got to do now. And there's six of them. There's six whatevers. There's six things that we need to, to focus on. Okay? The whatevers. All right? But see, what happens with us is quite often, you know, when worry gets on us, when worry gets on us, we get caught up with the what ifs. Is this right? We get caught up in, 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 in the what ifs. And this is what happens when we, we worry about even the smallest things. It's like this, it, like it, it perpetuates, oh, is that the right word? Like it, it compounds and start, our minds start getting out of control. Everyone ever been in that state? Usually happens when you're in bed. You're trying to go to sleep and you, you think of one thing and then the what ifs start happening. Oh, what if car breaks down tomorrow? What if, you know, put in for service and it needs a new tyre? Like what, you know, like what ifs? The what ifs start going on, right? Anyone ever experienced that before? Okay. So we, we get into that place. But what Paul's saying here, no, 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 no. Focus on the whatevers. Okay. Focus on the whatevers. See, when the, when, the, when the devil comes back at you and try and steal your peace, because remember, you've, you've received this peace. When the, when the devil comes back at you and tries to steal your peace, like I like to do it this way, you go, meh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You focus on the whatevers. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, devil. You got it? You like that one? thought of that one all by myself no <laughs> the holy spirit help <sighs> whatever come on so when he when he when he comes to steal your peace whatever focus on the whatevers this is what paul's telling us to do it's in the bible whatever amen Whatever things are of good report. That's a good one. This is why a testimony culture is so important. It's why we focus on testimonies in, in this church. You know, whatever is of good report. That's an awesome whatever. You know? It comes at you to get your peace. Yeah, whatever. Focus on testimony culture. You know, these, you know, there's always things going on in people's lives, right? There's always, there's always things going on in people's lives. And you know what? There's always good things going on in people's lives. So we focus on those things. Whatever things are of good report, we focus on 
Those things, you know, and has anyone ever noticed, um, <clears throat> you know, you don't have to, you know, step far out of, you know, step far out of this house, out of this church, and you find out that not everyone has the same appetite for um, the whatevers. You don't have to go far, okay? You know, they generally have an, op- an appetite for the opposite things. You know, not the whatever's noble, whatever's true, whatever's, you know, a good report. It's usually the opposite things, right? Don't have to step far out. But what, what, is, what, what, what we need to do, and this is key, we need to be relentless in the pursuit of revealing what is good. Okay? Be relentless in your pursuit of revealing what is good. What is of good report? What is, you know, of virtue, what is, what is, of what is praiseworthy? You know, be relentless in that pursuit. Yeah, because what happens is when we are relentless in our pursuit of revealing what is good, all of a sudden we have someone else who's hungry for what is good. Okay? That's what happens. It just gets on people. You know, again, this exchange happens. You know, when, when, we, don't, when we don't change the subject, you know, when we don't get bogged down with, you know, with the, the other stuff, well, we, we re- remain relentless and what is good when we don't change the subject, you know, we're, we're after a good report, you know, we're after, you know, this, like I said, this, this change happens, you know, and, and they become hungry for the same thing, amen, you now we've handed it over, remember we've handed it over, okay, Praise the Lord. So here's the challenge for us. Let's focus on the whatevers. Whatever. Focus on the whatevers. You know, that's the challenge. The, the peace comes. See, that's that stepping in. The peace has come. Faith. Live by faith. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to accept anything different, anything else. Okay? And then we focus on the whatevers. Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is noble, you know, whatever is praise, virtuous, all those things. Focus on those. Amen? Come on. Not the what ifs. You know? Not the what ifs. You know, when, if we start focusing on the what ifs, what we do, we will just want to dive into a hole you know, and disappear. Focus on the whatevers. So when you're in, this, when you're in a season of, of uncertainty, focus on them. There's something else, real quick, that I want to show you that, that's, that's tucked into this scripture. Which we, you know, we have spoken about before, but we need to be continually reminded of. Okay, faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing and hearing, not having heard. Okay, we might have heard this before, but we need to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it. Amen. In Philippians four six it says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving." With thanksgiving. Let your, pray, let your request be made known to God. And verse 8 says, and if there is anything praiseworthy. So we've got thanksgiving and praiseworthy. All right? And there's something else that happens in this exchange when we hand off our burdens. Isaiah 61 says this. It says, you know, part of that scripture says, we've been given a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, that's the exchange. That's an exchange that takes place. 
We've been given a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That's why this scripture says, you know what? Pray what is praiseworthy. Focus on that. You know, pray. Hand it over. Then be thankful. Okay? Praise is so important. See, praise isn't just this thing that we do to start a service off. Okay? Praise is significant. Amen? Praise isn't just the fast songs. Okay? (laughs) Praise is more than that. You know, we need to be thankful in every season. All right? Even when things aren't going well, even when, you know, when, we, when we're in a, a season of uncertainty or, or we have worry, we need to be thankful always. Okay? It has to be a lifestyle. The word thankfulness, you'll love this, the word thankfulness is, is associated with the word praise. You know what praise means? It means this, to create a way for the king to come. Create a way for the king to come. That's what praise means. Did you know that? Make, way for, make, way, make a way for the king to come. Create a way for the king to come. Okay? This is what praise does. And what does that do? When we praise, when we, when we create a way for the king to come, what it does is it compels him to get to us quickly. They made a way for me. Let me get there. You know, praise different every Sunday morning now, right? It makes a way for him to come. And he's like, I can't wait to get there. You know, when your kids are banging on the door when you get home from work? You're like, daddy, daddy, daddy. You're like, you can't wait to get to him. You just got to get to him quickly. It's like that. That's his heart. That's what he wants to do. Amen? So praise, what it does is it removes everything, makes a way for the king to come, makes a way for him to get to us quickly. Isn't that good? So what do we do? We pray. We get that. We get that. Then we've got to hand our burdens off. Hand them over to him entirely. And then get into this place of, you know what? I'm going to focus on the whatevers. Okay? Whatever's good. Whatever's good report. Whatever, you know, virtuous, pure, holy. You know, all those things. We, we focus on those things. And then we get into this place of thankfulness. Praising him. Making a way for the king to come. And you watch those circumstances fall off you. You know, we... we, we we know the promises. This is how we enter into those promises. All right? Amen? This is how we enter into those promises. You know that time when we had that, that, all that stuff going on, you know, just, we just got thankful. You know, like all the, all the, the things breaking down. You know, Reggio's due and services and all that kind of stuff. We just got thankful. And what happens is like the, the clutter disappears, you know. It's like all that, like it just disappears. That, that's, that's the manifestation of the peace. In that moment, like the circumstance hadn't changed, like we're still in that moment. But man, that, that clutter disappears, that, that peace comes. You start thinking clearly and, okay, we can prioritise this and do this, you know, like that kind of thing. Okay? Amen? And that's how it's meant to be. We're meant to live in that place of peace, 
You know, he doesn't want our joy robbed. He doesn't want us, our, our happiness stolen from us. You know? He's given us all the tools and everything that we need to live the life, you know, that, that Jesus died for, that Jesus paid the price for. Amen? Bless the Lord. I'm going to finish there. Let's make a way for the King to come. Amen? Praise the Lord.